Hello and welcome to Side Hustle Space. My name is Peter. And my name is Austin. And in this week's episode, we're going to be covering uh, Ship Shopper uh, with Food Delivery Service. So, uh, I've had experience with Ship Shopper back in the beginning of COVID in 2020 uh, and pretty much through that year. Uh, so, I'll, I'll go over uh, how I started, uh, some tips and tricks and also some downfalls of what this job could bring. Uh, but Because you could make actually a good amount of side money on this position. Yeah, so let's go into, if you could explain a little bit exactly what Ship Shopper is and what you do for the people who don't really um, have any experience with that. Yeah, so Ship Shopper, what it is, um, it's for people who want to place orders of food. They would usually get grocery shopping at Hannaford, uh, or even Target. Uh, those are the two main places that I've done deliveries for. Uh, so if somebody usually does shopping at Hannaford and they didn't feel comfortable, this this whole thing really started during the pandemic when people really didn't want to go out into the public because nobody really knew what COVID was. So they had, uh, Ship Shopper really came about and that's when I really started hearing about it and I decided to join. Uh, what, what you do is you would go and uh, at Hannaford specifically, there would just be a pickup spot. You would uh, select an order that you say you'll go pick up and deliver at a certain time. And then once you pick up the order, uh, you literally just drive it to somebody's house, house, drop it off, and then that's it. And then you get paid for that delivery. Uh, for the Target ones, you would do in-person shopping. So you would specifically go pick each item one by one and then pay for it and then go deliver it to uh, the customer's location. So how do you go about setting up an account with Ship Shopper? Yeah, so it was actually, uh, when I set up my account, it was back in 2020. I'm not sure if anything's changed. Uh, there are ways of starting people, uh, but uh, they did require me to do an interview, uh, but it wasn't like a face-to-face -face interview. They would ask me questions, and then I would have to record myself answering a question and then submit it. It was kind of weird actually yeah. like just just sitting in my room talking to myself answering those questions um but they also do like background check um and then you have to send in some like government id and i think proof of your driving insurance uh, just so they know that you're an insured driver for them um so it, it probably took 72 72 business hours i would imagine for the whole process because uh, they also have to send you a credit card for Ship Shopper as well for you to purchase some of the orders with. Do you remember any of those questions that they would ask? One was, it was all customer relations based, such as how do you how have you dealt with a difficult customer in one of your previous positions? Um, and I think the answer I gave is one time at Home Depot, there was some, at Home Depot when you're dropping drywall like three bunks of drywall you have to um gate it off so that customers don't get close to it in case something falls and there was a customer that just barged through it was one of the normal contractor customers and so i had to stop him tell him not to go through stop the forklift operator and send him back and make him wait like the rest of the, the rest of the customers that were waiting for the drywall to get dropped so uh, that was just my instance i, I really didn't have many customer interactions that went terrible so um, i kind of made that sound a little bit worse than it was and then i made myself sound like i um boosted yourself up a little bit yeah yeah like i was a 
a peacemaker in that situation. Uh, but so that was one of the questions. I think there were three total. Uh, but again, that was back in 2020. Not 100% sure if they're doing anything different now. Right. They probably upped their questions and uh, criteria and everything since then. Yeah. And they, they probably made it a little bit more user friendly to how to submit your questions, I would imagine. Yeah. Like a little upload space and everything. Mm -hmm. So do you remember one of your first orders? Like how'd that go? Was it like hard to find product? Were you like having difficulty with the shipped app? Um, anything like that? So my first order was actually through Hannaford, so I didn't have to go into the store and pick it up myself. When you go to Hannaford, you, you drive to one of the um, dedicated pickup spots. You call them, let them know the name of the order that you have, let them know you're there, and they literally bring it out to you and put it in your car, <laughs> and they have to put it in your car because they have to make sure everything's there on their end, so... You're not even touching items until you get to the customer's location. But anyway, um, I was there. I picked it up. I dropped it off at the customer's house, and they gave me a $10 cash tip, and the order paid me like $9, and it took me probably 20 minutes to do it. So that's $19 in that 20 minutes doing that order. That's pretty good Pretty good uh, rate per hour. So that's a good way to get started. And it did it cost you anything to set up this account? No, right? No, it doesn't cost you yet. You just have to have, you know, a reliable vehicle. Uh, make sure that everything's good and you're able to get around town and you should be set from there. Uh, but the the $10 tip is definitely out of the ordinary. It's not normal to get a $10 cash tip. I think the largest one I got was a $20 cash tip, but $10 cash tip is not normal. Usually if you do get tipped, it'll be on the app uh, for 2 3 maybe $4.00. Sometimes more, depending on the night. And it also, like, depends on your location. I know, like, especially since we're in upstate New York, um, if you were, I don't know, m Midwest or even uh, Pacific Coast, it's it's definitely uh, changes through there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so is it less profitable to do pickup because it's so much easier? Like, you don't have to go into store. Is it, do you have, like, a uh, higher rate for places where you have to go in and look for the product and everything? You do, uh, you do. So it shows you the price range that you'll get uh, for the delivery once it's over. S picking up the orders, it's anywhere between 7 and $10, I want to say, uh, in a normal time if you don't wait till last minute to grab it. And then if you go in-store, it's probably anywhere between 10 and 12 S Not a whole lot more, but it'll add up over time. There is a thing called promos, which happen when an order is getting near the delivery window that is expected by the customer. Uh, that means if a customer is expecting an order between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. and it's 6.30 p.m. and nobody's claimed the order yet, then there's going to be a promotion for it for probably an extra... I would say seven to ten dollars on top of the regular pay, not including the tip. Uh, doing promos is a really good way to rack up your money, but it's kind of a gambling game because you don't know when someone else is going to pick up that promo. So if you're waiting for it to get near uh, the pickup time, the pickup window, and you're just ready to pick it up, but somebody snags it right before you, it's it's kind of a waste of time. So what do you do if you can't find a product in the store? you're shopping and you can't find a product in the store, what they do now is they have 
substitutes that customers could pick for each product. Uh, if a customer doesn't pick a substitute, you have their phone number that you're able to text them at or call them. And you don't text them with your exact phone number. It goes through shipped and shipped sends them a random phone number and they send you a random phone number too. So you don't know their actual real one and they don't know your real one. So it's a little privacy barrier there, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or you could ask one of the employees there uh, if they have any extra stock or if they know of it. And if there's nothing, then you're able to actually uh, possibly text the customer a picture of another product and ask them if that's an okay substitute. And if they say yes, it's a pretty user-friendly way uh, that they let you make a substitute. Uh, and if not, then it just gets taken off the order. No big deal. No no harm done. Uh, you just hope that the customer doesn't think it's your fault and then not leave a tip because of it. Mm-hmm. So did you ever like get into routine to like make it more profitable or did you ever work like um, part-time, full-time on it? Just a little detail on that. There would be some days I'd specifically like to work full-time, but it would mostly be a part-time gig. Uh, I would, when I first started, I was really obsessed with doing it. I would do it for probably like 10 hours a day. Uh, Probably one of the most uh, obsessed times that I was at there. You're able to claim orders throughout the day so that you can make your own schedule. So I claimed like eight orders throughout the day. Uh, Sometimes I, I, I claim two orders in one hour which is could be difficult because you don't know how large the orders are and if you sometimes the orders are very large and they're like 20 bags of groceries and then your other orders large 15 bags of groceries and keeping them separate in your car becomes uh, a hassle and you don't want to make a mistake and give somebody the wrong bag but you know, I, I probably picked up eight orders to eight to ten orders in the days that I would work full-time and I would do it you know eight to ten hours a day um, but that was for a very short period of time. I didn't do that very often. Uh, the most that I would go out near the end of the time that I was doing Ship Shopper would be during snowstorms. Those are the best times to go out. Nobody wants to go drive out there. Uh, and if you do feel comfortable going out, the orders are base pay like $35 each. That's wow. not including tip and the promo because nobody wants to go out and drive. There was a night I did, I went out and I did two orders in one hour and I made like a hundred bucks doing it. So that's a great margin too. Yeah. So it could range anywhere from $16 an hour if you don't get any tips um, and you don't really have that many orders that you're able to fill, or you could make upwards of like a hundred dollars an hour. If you play your cards right, you're comfortable driving in the inclement weather and you take the promos at the right time. Yeah. Um, so I know with Instacart, which is a very uh, like app, I've seen videos or I've seen a lot of people on Instagram and stuff like that post about how you can make batches, which is like you just take multiple orders at once. Do, do you have that on ShipShopper? You, they do have it now where there are orders that they pre-batch, I guess per se, you could say uh, pre-batch together. So there could be two orders that they put together and it could be uh, seven items and 15 items. Uh, so they're not very large orders. So they'll put it together, give you a little bit more. And if they're driving in the, near the same location, they'll, they'll, they'll batch them together. But you're able to batch your own orders together. Say if you're going to uh, a ShopRite or a Hannaford and they have two orders going near the same location at the, se- at the same time, then 
you're able to pick both of them up and they'll both be six to ten dollars each and you can drop one off then drop the other hopefully you get good tips from both of them and you can make some good money doing that and the best way to do something like that is to like make sure you can have like an organized system in your car right like just to keep all the batches separate yeah you don't want to go with either a, a trunk that's full and you're just planning on using your back seat for if you're, if you're getting two orders definitely uh, if you pick up one order you could probably get away with that but you're going to want to make as much room as you can possibly get a divider to go through the middle of the back of the car just to keep the order separate because you don't want to mess somebody's order up uh, that'll come back to you so making sure you have an organized system if you're going to pick two orders up in an hour is definitely necessary so just touching on the topic of organization in your vehicle or anything um do you think it's still profitable for somebody who has a truck or uh, a vehicle that is not so good on gas to be um, using these services or do you think they should just stay away? I think that it's definitely profitable with a truck. Uh, with gas prices going up right now, I'm not sure how profitable it would be compared to how it was back in COVID when it was $1.20 per gallon. Uh, so that's just something that you'd have to work out yourself to see if it's uh, enough for you to continue with the process. But some of these orders are less than five miles away from the actual location that you're picking up the order. Uh, people can be really lazy and they don't want to go out. And that's totally fine. I mean, I get it. If I could have somebody bring me groceries literally to my front door and shop for me for an extra like $7, $5, it's, I mean, it's not a bad thing. And right. it gives me a job too. So yeah, like I said, it's gonna it opens up a demand and a market for people like you who just wanted to find a new way to make some money, and it opens up a new opportunity to make um, some extra cash. Definitely. And going back to the topic of the car, you you want to make sure that your car is able to handle all the extra miles that you're going to be putting on it because you can't really forget about some normal maintenance that you have to go through and what that's going to cost you. So just making sure that it fits in your ability to do the actual work that that you are budgeting it appropriately for the gas, you know, the oil changes, that your car is going to be racking up miles a lot faster than if you weren't doing this. And you also have to take into account that, you know, you're driving on the road and there's other people that could crash into you. So you're on the road for longer and there's more possibilities of a of an accident, of a fender bender. So... Uh, those are just some chances that you're going to have to uh, really go through yourself to under to make a decision if you'd want to start doing this or not. So kind of getting on to the topic of profitability and the uh, operating expenses that you may incur, is there like a limit on how much money you can make before you have to file for taxes? Like, did you ever have to file for taxes? A little insight on that. Yeah, so I did have to file for taxes my first year doing it. It was when I hit $600 that they uh, told me that they were going to have to uh, send me tax forms and everything. And I never kept track of the miles that I did on my orders. So I I had to go backtrack to see if I could find a way to find my miles so I could claim that on my taxes um, or any regular car maintenance as well. So that's just something too if you want to keep track of the miles that you uh, went with and ship shopper 
and just claim as much as you can. But, but yes, I did have to claim uh, the profits that I made on my taxes. And it was, I started off going really hard and then I kind of had it be a random thing where if I felt like going out, then I would. And if I, if there was a snowstorm, I'd go out. And if there was a promotional order that was paying a stupid amount for easy work, you know, why not make that extra 20 bucks real quick? That's just kind of the way that I saw it. Gotcha. So just to wrap things up for our listeners, let's do some three pros and cons. So we'll start with pros. What are three pros of doing Ship Shopper? Three pros of doing Ship Shopper. You can make, it's it's quick money. It can be quick money in the right circumstances, at least. You just have to go about it the right way and have your, your processes that you just, routines that you follow. Yes, and if you get the right customers, too, the best ones are the ones that just say, leave it at the door. There's a there's a cash tip in an envelope taped to the door, and you just drop it off, take the money, and leave. Um, so that's probably the first pro. The second pro is you're literally your own boss. If you want to do the work, then you do the work. If you don't want to do the work, you don't have to. They're, they don't hold it against you. I haven't done a ship shopper order in probably a year, and I still have the opportunity to go pick up orders if I do choose to. Uh, so that's the second tip. And the third tip, which actually goes with the second tip, is you you don't um, ha- you're not working with everybody. And sometimes working with people is great. Uh, with in the dip- if you work with some good people, it could be great. But working alone uh, and just being able to drive if you like to drive which i did during the summer just blast music going to the customer location and turn it down when i get in the driveway sometimes <laughs> yeah. i don't know it depends how i feel uh and just you know it's just kind of enjoying the weather i guess i mean i, I personally love driving in good weather windows down blast some john mayer some dance yeah. joy and it's a good time so touching on that it's i would say this is a really good side hustle for uh, teenagers who are in high school, uh, college students, um, really who don't have a open schedule um, to commit to like a job where you're like, all right, so on Wednesdays I'm here at four to nine, stuff like that. You can just choose if you have two hours in between classes or something like that. You can just go in your area and see if you can get a couple orders done. I think this is a really profitable. Uh, side hustle for uh, college students and high school students even. Yeah, even if you do a full-time job and you get out of work and while you're going home, you want to pick up uh, a couple orders and do that on the weekend. If you're working Monday through Friday, you got all Saturday and Sunday to pull a bunch of orders and those are usually the the busiest days. I know Sundays are the busiest uh, for picking up shopping orders from like ShopRite in Hannaford. So you have all day to do that if you want to make some extra income on top of it and it's you really can make a good amount of money with this all right that's good um so how about the three cons of using ship shopper so the three cons are the unpredictability of the orders that you're going to uh so going to different locations almost every single time Uh, i didn't repeat many locations when i was doing it i did repeat a few locations uh, but I usually had to find all these diff- all these locations uh, for the first time because I didn't know anything about them. Uh, finding places to park sometimes could be tough, and little things like that personally stress me out. I don't know why it just does. Um, so the unpredictability of the order is is one of the worst parts. On top of some customers that you get, 
Uh, there was one time where I was delivering uh, to an elderly person. So, I mean, I, I understand they're not exactly tech savvy, uh, but I, I picked up an order and I was outside of the establishment. I wasn't allowed in. It was during COVID. They were blocking off everybody. I understand. I tried to call the customer. Nobody ordered. Nobody answered. I called again and a young lady answers and I tell her I am outside with their ship shopper order. She says, I have no idea what you're talking about and hangs up on me. When that happened, I had to call the ship shopper, I guess, hotline or help hotline. And I called them. I explained the situation. They called the same woman that I did. Turns out it was the granddaughter of the person I was supposed to be delivering to. So she had to get a hold of him. And then he took a little while to get outside to let me in or to just take the the bags at least. So that ate up a whole entire hour, which didn't make the, the trip worth it at all. And I missed my next order window. Um, I, I, I didn't actually miss it. I was I made it by probably two minutes, <laughs> but it just wastes so much time. And when you're when you're on a schedule that you create for yourself and that kind of gets in the way it's it's frustrating uh, especially since you don't get uh, extra pay for things that happen like that uh, but if if the person refused the order then I would get the pay for the actual order from ship shopper they made that clear uh, but I didn't get any extra for having to wait that long which things right so you can miss out on a little bit of profit but um, I would say you know it within reason it's a rare occurrence would you say that's fair yeah it didn't happen very often I mean that was a one-time thing uh, some other customers just might not answer their phone when, you know, you're trying to substitute a product for them and they just don't answer their phone. And so you cancel it on them. Then they get mad at you and they don't give you a tip, which stinks. But so I would say is one of the that's one of the biggest cons is some of the customer relationships that aren't very either kind or aren't really uh, understanding of what you are doing for them is one of the biggest cons of using Ship Shopper. Yeah, and it goes it goes both ways. Probably more toward the customers are usually really nice. Uh, they leave at least you know a dollar or two, Pro probably more than that average per tip. Uh, but most of the customers are really nice. It's just every once in a while you run into a customer that's having a bad day or doesn't care about you as a person. Which I mean, you run into people like that every day. Right. It's not just on Ship Shopper. You can do it at a ninety-five. You can do it at school. Everything. So it's just. Just another fact of life, I guess. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So is there another uh, con for using Ship Shopper? Yeah. The last con that I would say would be if there is an order with a lot of items on it, specifically for like a Target order, um, and it, it just takes a lot longer than you imagine. So if you're... If you're going to be selecting an order, you want to make sure that you check how many items it is and what the items are before selecting the order. I found that out when I did my first order. I didn't see how many items it was and I didn't see where I was delivering to. Uh, it turned out to be like, I just looked at it and I saw it was like a 15 or $16 order. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to do that. Cause usually it's like 10. Uh, so it was an extra five or $6, but it, it took me way more time. It was like a 60 piece order and the average is probably, probably 20. And it was like 60 pieces. I had two carts. Uh, there were some heavier items, which took up a lot of space, which made me grab the two carts, which was frustrating. But so I, I didn't 
I didn't know you could look at the items beforehand. Uh, so I guess just the learning curve is probably the the third biggest con, I would say. That's the moral of my big story right there, the learning curve. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that and that can go with anything, like we said, with the customer relationship. Um, I, like for me, with Amazon, there's always learning curve. And there's a good and bad side to that. Learning curves mean not everybody can do it. So it creates like a small niche for you to fit in and that's where you can make money off of. So there's a good and bad side to that. Um, you just got to take it at face value and hopefully these pros and cons will help you decide whether being a ship shopper is for you. Um, and I know it definitely depends on your location. So if you're in a very rural area, check out what's around you. If you have like a Hannaford or a Walmart right next to you, it you could be very profitable. But I know the urban areas is where um, it's most profitable because you could get five orders in a one block radius and you can knock those out bang 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 so just definitely looking at your location and how the industry is in your area yeah i agree with that so i i didn't i didn't do orders when i i first lived in stuyvesant new york is a very rural area uh, so i wouldn't do any orders there um, but i did orders when i moved to troy I did a lot of orders, it's more of, it's a city, it's more of a city, and there are a lot other small towns around Troy that I was able to hit in not a very far location either. And Albany right now is a really good place. There's always a lot of orders in Albany, and mm -hmm. it's connected too. Right, right. So that pretty much sums it up for this episode on Ship Shopper. So thanks for listening, guys, and make sure to follow on all of our socials. We'll keep posting on there. Um, would love to hear from you guys on in the comments on our episode posts to hear if you have any questions any feedback we'd love to hear from you guys so thanks for listening thanks